As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Want to hear a more diverse perspective on art? Tune in to Speaking of Art, the official podcast of Sharjah Art Foundation, featuring conversations with some of the most prominent artists and curators from Asia, Africa, and around the world. Listen to Speaking of Art wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Left Hand Right Brain. I hope this podcast finds you well. Uh, just rolling right into the podcast, not doing an intro for today. Uh, we are doing a part two to Reprogrammed with Mallory Vining. Hey. My wife. Nice. My wife. Classic references. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone who hasn't listened to the last Reprogrammed, we've been, uh, we are keeping track of Mallory's progress and through this touring um what would we call it programming yeah a boot camp boot camp yeah. that you're a part of uh it's a seven month like intensive mm -hmm. uh, just so if you don't know uh this is gonna be part two because now you are halfway done with yes. the program I am I finished mod two uh it took me two tries to finish mod one so right yeah because yeah. last time we talked about it Uh, back in at the end of like June. August, no June. Was it June? Yeah. Okay. Or July. Okay. End yeah. of July. Uh, you had just finished all your pre work. You're about to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that first mod. So there's four all together. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one you had to repeat. What was uh? And I, that was very frustrating for you. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I think it's uh. So the way the program is structured is that for me learning the back end, the first part was just learning the language of Ruby, which is like a back end programming language. It's it's basically like an object oriented one, which is a kind of programming where you turn things into objects so you can do things to them with a program. If that's I don't know. Is that does that make sense? It's like a uh, very yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first part was just learning the language um, and how to use it and how to build things with it. And for me, that was like a really, uh, just like a really big learning curve, I guess. Like the, it was, it was really steep for me. And the first time around, I had like no idea what was going on and like sitting through these classes and trying to build these projects. I just like did not understand. And uh, it was really frustrating because I felt like I was putting a lot of work into it and it just wasn't clicking for me. 
Uh, so luckily, Turing has a really good system where you're allowed to repeat two mods uh, one time if you need to. So that makes sense. Like you get, so I could. Uh, so basically, I uh, did not pass the first time around, so I had to do it again. But that was actually really lucky for me because on doing it again, everything like had a chance to actually sink in and make sense to me. So yeah, so I get to do it again. And then the second part is learning. Uh, the framework for Ruby, which is Rails. Uh, well, there might be more. I don't. I don't know that there's more, but Ruby on Rails is one of the classics, I guess. What does that mean? Rails is like how you would build, how like websites are built, basically, with Ruby. Yeah. So like, uh, when you go to a website and like say like it's a there's like a form to fill out things. Sorry, all the animals are here. Yeah, we have the door, open door policy in uh, LHRB Studios right now. So yeah. we have the dog and the cat. Thought we'd try it, but everyone's misbehaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's basically like uh, the way that like websites operate on the back and like not like the physical appearance, but like how they function. And like Rails is a part of that. And then the, mo- the part I'm moving into next is like APIs, which is basically programs that are already like built out and that you just have to like like code to get them to speak to your program so you can use them so like you know how when you go to a website and uh good god rooney sorry uh cat is meowing like crazy yeah he's so wants so much attention everybody wants attention right okay that's not gonna work we're gonna pause okay kick the animals out get out you're bad pets shame pepper okay back at it sorry i had to get all the animals out of here because it was they were fighting like cats and dogs mm, literally <laughs> so, so sorry you were oh yeah so talking we, about basically the next phase of this is learning how to program with an api which is like uh when you sign into something um you know how like there's this option for to sign in with google or facebook mm-hmm. that's like their api so they've built out this like code function that other websites or like other places can use uh, so it's already like pre-built. So we're basically learning how to like take those pre-built thing, big pieces of code that are floating in the cloud and then use them for our own purposes, which is like, like, I still don't fully understand APIs myself. So like I'm a little overwhelmed by them. But as of now, that's my basic understanding. The metaphor I heard was that that I like is that uh, if you're at a restaurant and you're sitting at the table, the API is like the waiter, which goes to like the internet, which is the kitchen, and tells them what you want, and then they bring it back to you, is what the metaphor that I've heard is. So we'll see if I still agree with that in 12 weeks, six weeks. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you guys are all coming from food service, so how can we put this <laughs> right. in food service terms? No, actually, there's only one other person that I know of that's in food, that's been in food service in my cohort. Yeah, I think I was re-listening to the first episode we did, and you were talking about how you were looking forward to failing, but not feeling like a failure. Yeah. And I think that failing that first mod really hit you a lot harder than you thought it would, or how, how do you, did you deal with that? Yeah, I think the, the first time around was, I didn't expect to fail so hard, I guess. Like, I, I thought I would, like, pick it up a little faster than I did. But uh, at the time, Turing had a really good system where they had a, a school counselor that you could like speak to. And yeah, you really enjoyed the therapist. I part did. Of it. I really used that service for the first for the like for the first go around and the repeat of one. And then he uh, unfortunately uh, left for greener pastures. I hope. I don't know. We can't talk anymore because not my. Sorry, I bumped it. Why you I'm keep like, bumping it? I don't know. I'm like haven't been podcasting in a while. Anyway, uh, yeah. But he said something in one of our sessions that. Uh, 
like really struck me and I've been sort of carrying as um, like a mantra for this. And that he said that for you, what you feel like is you climb this mountain, you get through all of this stuff. And then a helicopter just came and like picked you up and put you at the base of the mountain. And then you have to do it again. And he's like, that's not what's happening. What happened is you got to the top of this mountain and you turn a corner and you realize that there's just a little more mountain for you than there maybe is for others. And that's okay. Like everyone's mountain is different. You're learning, like, like trying to learn something and failing isn't failing. It's just, you know, you have to just recalibrate the way you think about it. So Yeah, because you still learned a bunch of stuff. I mean, the way you're talking now versus, you know, uh, in that first episode we did, you know, just talking about how you don't know what you don't know kind of a thing mm-hmm. now you saying things like api and you understand what those things are and yeah at a base level <laughs> yeah sure uh, but. but yeah what i think is really interesting with programming is that like even going through this intensive i'm not going to be like the best rubyist in the world you know like i'm not going Ruby out is that base program yes language that language yes and so like if you're somebody who uses that language a lot they call them rubyists which i think is nice um, but they don't call them JavaScripters if they use other or Pythoners. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't flow as well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like write in if you are a Pythoner. You'll I guess. Know by the next. If episode. you're a snake charmer, I don't know what they would call that. <laughs> so because Python is a snake, yeah, and also a language. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's just this like feeling of that like learning something is really hard. And it's okay to not know something at the like at the first try. And then and also like uh there's this idea of the first time around, I felt like I had to just like focus all the time, like focus every piece of my will into like learning this thing and absorbing it. Um and then if I did that, just like really, really thought about these things hard, I would like get there. But what actually is a better strategy that I've learned now is that you learn a lot in like this soft focus. You know, like, so there's this part of like, you you intensely like think about something and try to process it and then you kind of let it go and then let it sink in and then you look at the big picture and then doing that, you often get the answer that you're looking for. So like, I don't know, letting your subconscious work on things while you're... Yeah. Yeah. There's like a big thing where they talk about like, just go take a shower. Like, you know, if you're like, your head is hurting and it's not working out, just like walk away. Like that's a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. Like the walking away is just as important as like the hard focus. And that was a really hard thing for me to learn the first time around. Like it felt like walking away was not okay. Like that I was being lazy or not following through by by like not hard focusing all the time. Right. So... Yeah, and it's been pretty intense. I mean, it's 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So it's two two full-time jobs. Yeah, I feel like more. I mean, it's like almost seven days a week. Um, like, you know. Yeah, you're constantly doing stuff for things. Yeah, I would it. say like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, about. even to the part where you're like, I can't shut my brain off to sleep, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, I have a lot of code dreams now. Uh, I had a big project that was due for this um, for the final um for mod two and I had a nightmare the night before that I had like done this full project and finished it but I had done the wrong one so I like and then I woke up like an hour before it was due thinking like oh I like I have an hour and I can just like do the right project really fast which is like I didn't need to but also it was like that kind of like feeling of oh no I've like fucked it up yeah interesting yeah it's very high pressure yeah yeah I know whenever I started doing something intensely and it was new, you know, I'd have dreams about it. Mm-hmm. So 
But it's interesting the thing you're talking about subconscious, letting the subconscious work on things while you're doing other stuff. Like people talk about that with joke writing and like taking a shower. I've heard plenty of comics talk about uh, they their best bits come to them in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan Cook even said that when he was like, you know, really big. He thought that the sound of the shower like uh, simulated audience applause. Oh. And so his brain was constantly, like, I don't know, subconsciously thinking about doing comedy oh that's so interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i found uh like going for walks a lot without listening to music or podcasts really helps me if i'm stuck in a rut just like letting my mind not focus on anything and just Mm. sort of go where it's gonna go uh which is interesting because i don't know i mean i'm sure there was a time in our lives where we didn't have all of this like stimulation Mm -hmm. but it feels like like i've become less creative because there's so much entertainment to like fill all of these moments so like there's just not a lot of time to just walk and not have to think about anything and not have to like think about this pod like you know this book on tape or whatever i'm listening to at that moment like i can just have my own thoughts which is like i hadn't done in a while and it's weird to realize that i hadn't you know yeah no I, i get that again i've heard plenty of comics talk about uh you know, when they're walking, they th- they think of jokes. I think Abraham Lincoln always, you know, loved taking walks whenever mm-hmm. he had a big problem or something he had to talk about or resolve. You yeah. know, taking a walk was a big thing. Uh, chatting with someone on a walk, he loved doing that. A lot of, like, great thinkers talk about walks as, like, a, a great time. Because you're getting, a, you know, your blood's pumping, you're, you're moving, you're out in the fresh air, it's stimulus. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of that. It's hard uh, for me to turn everything off sometimes. I've I've been working with my headphones in again recently, and I've just been constantly listening to podcasts and audiobooks. And sometimes I do feel like I'm going crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I just got to shut everything off and just kind of clear my head. Yeah, like my my brain's a cup; it's overflowing, and I need to let the drain, you know, let it all go down the drain. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to find that balance. I think sometimes of like, when is this like entertainment? Like when what's like like a good time frame to have this, and then when is a good time frame just to be alone in your own head? Yeah, yeah. Which like I don't know, it was really hard for me to get used to, like at first. So yeah, I mean, it's like detoxing. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, like going off sugar or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or hard drugs. Or hard drugs. Oh, yeah. Sugar is a hard drug. Right, oh. crack cocaine. <laughs> uh, just gonna make a comparison to sugar, but we're not gonna get into that. Yeah, so I know the therapist thing was hard for you uh, when the therapist was leaving. Yeah, because that you were like, he really gets what. Uh, yeah, he was a, like he was such an amazing person to have in that position because he had been a programmer and then he had decided to go into therapy, and then he was also an artist. So he like he was just like one of this like those people that just does like wears all wears a lot of hats and. You know, and it was just such a good presence to have. Um, I I get why they decided to in that position because uh, after 2020, the school went entirely remote, and they couldn't like there were a lot of people who couldn't access that like these therapy sessions because he's licensed in Colorado, and it's just I mean when like half of your almost half of your student population can't use this resource, you have to like rethink. How do you, like what is okay. that resource for everybody? So, I get it. I I was uh, sad to see him go, but yeah, yeah. You feel like you've been coping, finding other ways to cope because there's a big uh, community aspect of your schooling. Yeah. From my my aspect, my perspective is you know you're like oh I have to get on a Zoom with my cohort and like there's like end of the week like wrap up you mm-hmm. know rap sessions yeah they have like retros which is a big thing in in the tech world anyway where you go through a project and when you're done or like 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 weekly you break down 
what was that about? Like, what do we, what do we take from that? What are we going to do better? You know, that kind of stuff. So interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, I have a really good mentor, which is like another cool thing that they, the school does is they pair you up with somebody who's either gone through the program or has, is working in tech, um, like help you like explain some things to you, uh, talk you through some projects and stuff, or just like emotional support, which is great. Cause like, it's, it's really nice to talk to somebody who gets it because it's so, it's so hard to describe sometimes. It's very like a, like a, it's like this gauntlet of just like a really intense mental strain. Yeah. Just any thoughts on uh, how your perspective has changed or things you want people to know? I mean, it's all remote now. I do think that's something to, to talk about. Do you I mean, enjoy the remote learning? Do you I... think you would benefit more from going to a, you know, brick and mortar, you know, school? No. Or classroom? No, I don't think so. I think for me, it's really nice to like have my own space to like get up and walk around. And like sometimes like during class, I can like just shut off my camera and like stand up and listen to the lecture, which is really nice because for me, I don't know if it's like a like a ADHD thing or something. If, like I don't even know if I have ADHD, but like if there's something where like sometimes if I'm sitting for too long, I just stop listening. Maybe that's everybody. Maybe everybody just like tunes things out after half an hour of, of lecture. So I like, it's nice to like get up, throw the laundry in, take a walk around the house, make my lunch here. Like I, I love the remote setting, but I'm also a little bit more introverted. So yeah, do you feel trapped at the house? Cause like I'll go, we're down to one car now, mm-hmm. just between the two of us. So I've been going to work and you'll not have a car, which you could walk to some places, but mm-hmm. uh, do you feel trapped at home at all? Because sometimes I I like I'll be at work and being like Mallory couldn't just go to the store if she wanted to or yeah I think it saves me a I mean, lot it's just of money an extra obstacle to like have to walk to the grocery store yeah I think it saves me money because there's times where I'm like oh if I had the car I would totally like run to Starbucks on this break I could just make coffee there's here coffee here yeah yeah exactly like it's you definitely... did get this little like foamer I did for milk <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. It, um, it so makes, it's like a little wand. Yeah, it's just a little foamer. Like it's just a battery operated. It foams milk. Yeah, it's just like a little, uh, what do they call those mixers? Those handheld mixers? Whisks? Yeah, but like electric. Uh, yeah. It's like an electric whisk. It is like that, like a tiny one for coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes uh, really good tea lattes, which I like now. So that's where I'm at. It's good. I mean, and it's really nice with like the dog, you know, just being able to let her out and have her around and chill with her. And like, I think there's something with them. There's a lot of times with this where it's so hard and it's so frustrating that I had like, I like joked that I like cry like every day, like have like a good 20 minute cry a day just to like let it out. And I guess uh, when they were not remote, uh, there was like a closet where people would go cry. <laughs> so yeah. No shit. Yeah. So it's like, it's nice to just be able to like, all right, I can turn, like, there was a time with like something, I can't remember what the class was on, but I just felt so overwhelmed with it that I just like turned my camera off and like cried for half an hour just to like let it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and then another teacher who I really, really liked, uh, she said something about you spend a lot of mental energy emotionally processing a lot of this stuff, um, which is true because like, I didn't realize how much I was carrying feeling like. Um, because of my upbringing that like, oh, I'm dumb. Like, I I think I might be actually dumb. Or like, I, I can't learn math or science or like anything in STEM. Like, I couldn't, I can't do it. Like, it's not the way my brain works. I'm a dummy, you know. And this really like brought up a lot of these like, like these feelings that I had about myself that I didn't even realize I was carrying. And 
it's been so great to just say like, okay, it's okay to just feel those things, process those things, cry about it, and then move on. Like, don't like you spend more energy just holding it down, you know, like try to hold back. Yeah. So. Well, when you're saying you're crying, I remember, I think uh, me before you've been doing this would have been really worried about that. we been like, oh my God, there, there's obviously something wrong. It's too much. Like, uh, but now just like knowing like that's kind of how you process it, you know, and it's okay to cry and just through my own therapy and like, uh, our couples therapy, you know, just talking about frustrations and stuff like that. It's like, that's just kind of how we get out mm-hmm. frustration and things like that. And it like, it's a natural thing that needs to happen. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem as big of a deal to me as it would have a couple of years ago or a year ago or a couple months ago. Yeah. So it's just interesting that that shift in the mindset of like, all right, yeah, it's going to be frustrating and you're going to cry and it's going to be, and that's okay. Yeah. Like that <laughs> is funny just because how intense that is. Like, whoa, you're crying because it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, but I understand it and it makes yeah. sense, but it oh, can seem extreme, I think. Yeah. To some people. I think it's, um, I don't know, it's therapeutic in a lot of ways because I think it was something that i if I hadn't done this, I probably would have gone my whole life just thinking I can't do anything like this. Like I can't do smart like people things. Computer think. stuff? Like, like what do you mean it, by this? Like anything like um in STEM, essentially. Like what I does can't STEM mean? Like uh it's just uh oh, it's like shorthand uh oh, I don't even know what it means actually. It's an acronym. You wanna look it up? It's like uh science and math. Science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Oh, art? Oh, that's <laughs> oh, STEAM. Art. No, you looked up STEAM. Not STEM. Oh, well, thanks for calling me out. But I think, yeah, science, technology, engineering, math. Um, but so yeah. So you just would have gone through your whole life thinking, I'm too dumb to do math. Yeah, honestly. But you do math. Barely. Okay. I don't like, and coding isn't a lot of math, honestly. It's just like. Well, baking, there's some math. You got to convert gallons to ounces and things like that. Yeah, you just look up. Uh, a conversion table? Yeah, like look up a conversion table, like calculate it. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought I was like a hands-on person. I like did the acting thing for a while. And I thought like, oh, like I'm just a, like this is how my brain functions. I'm not like a smart person in that way. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Like. Which is so ridiculous for me to hear you. I mean, to me, it's ridiculous to hear you say that you're not, you don't think you're capable in these ways, but I'm like. Well, I didn't think that. To me, it seems like. And I think it's I ridiculous, but I understand it's different perspectives. Yeah, so I think it's like really, it's really great now to like feel frustrated with it and to like come up against it and to like know that I can still figure it out. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's been like very satisfying. I think it's a. Uh, I think there's like something in our society where women kind of get pushed out of these fields, which is why there's such a like a like a horrible representation of women in STEM. So. <laughs> Like in science and technology fields, engineering yeah. and math fields. Yeah, like the ratio is just not very high. STEM. Is, yeah. You just love that acronym. I guess. I've never heard it before, so it's like, stop using it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think like the representation is off because I think a lot of women get treated like that. Right. Like I remember like I, at one point when I was younger, like thinking I wanted to be a doctor like like having this like oh what am I going to be when I grow up and I and I said it to this conservative teacher and they were like well you could how about you just become a nurse and then you can marry a doctor and it's, how old are you 
oh, I can't remember, maybe middle school-ish. You know, it's like that phase of like, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm like, maybe you'll be a doctor. I like that. Yeah, and you grew up in a very, going to a like a very religious. Conservative. Conservative. Bringing, yeah. Play, uh, like school. But it's interesting because he was also making this assumption that like nursing is easier or something. Like right, nursing right. isn't hard. Like nursing isn't part of STEM in his mind. Like, oh, just be a <laughs> nurse just... and seduce a doctor. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I, feel, uh, I do want you to speak on women in the tech stuff you want to say it no i don't want to say stem (laughs) (laughs) i hate it okay (laughs) well i think there's something interesting because the ratios are so off and that and this school is really trying to promote women in these industries yeah they've been pretty cool about that yeah i think it's probably one of the best things about them is that they're very like active about um getting women involved and like a lot of the teachers are women and like um I did a student leadership committee for this sec- when I when I repeated the first mod, which is like basically a non-elected position where you organize some student events. Um, like what? Like just those like zoom those zoom hangs. Yeah, honestly, okay. yeah. Like really? I, yeah, that's it. Just zoom hangs and things like that. Um, some people organized uh, in in real life things, I think. But there's something for me that I felt like because I was a woman, and they like wanted women to. Like we were almost like overrepresented in some ways. Like they were like more women need to do these things. And well, maybe not overrepresented. I guess what I'm saying is I felt some pressure as a woman to be like in this position. Like almost more active. More active. Yeah. Like because like you got to like, you know, there's not a lot of you. So you got to like, you know, foot forward and everything. But I felt like by doing that, I was me personally and this is maybe just me putting this on myself and not anything external but that i felt a lot of emotional like strain just trying to like be in like this forward position instead of like just trying to learn the thing which i was also struggling with Mm -hmm. so yeah i will i will say that i feel like that happened yeah that i've i I like put pressure on myself like oh like i am a woman in this thing so i gotta like do more and like be better instead of just learning the thing right so But that's, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily like anybody putting that on me. Right. That That's maybe just me. Yeah. Yeah. To realize you had to, I mean, that it's okay to kind of not have to take on those leadership roles. Exactly. To not like, yourself. yeah, like to not have to take on other people's like emotional stuff. And it is like something really prevalent of uh, women being uncredited for their work in STEM a lot. Like, like I just read this article about um, some woman created this, like went on, went out with this guy, they were dating and they created this app together and they broke up and then he built the app and like cut her out totally. And it was like half of her code, half of her work and she got left out of it. And now, now she's like suing him to get like that credit and hopefully money. Um, But yeah, like that's just something that happens where like women aren't treated with the, the same amount of respect. Mm-hmm. That is something to look forward to, I guess. Now, <laughs> uh, is there any big uh, shifts in your mindset or anything uh, from beginning to now that you can point out or anything like just to? Yeah, I think there's this thing with, uh, like, I think it's like an American thing where, like, when you do something, you got to be like the best at it. Like, you have to like, if you're gonna like open a pie shop, you have to make the best fucking pie in the whole world. If you're gonna like, you know like be the hacky sack guy you've got to be the hacky sack champion like there is no like just doing a thing and being like good enough at it to like 
to get by. And like, I, I don't know, mediocrity is very discouraged, I think, for Americans. Um, so I think there's this idea when I started of like, oh, I'm not very good at this. Like, I'm just, I don't know that there's ever going to be a version of me that is like a genius at code. You know, like, it's just not going to happen. But I think it's also really important to recognize that just existing in this space as a woman and like with my perspective is enough because it's already like underrepresented. So I don't have to like be a leader. I don't have to be the best. I just have to like be there and that's okay. So hmm. that was like, I just have to be there. It's like just being there is okay. Just being there is okay. Just being you, yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. Just being me there is good enough. Like that's, yeah. you know, and I think it took a lot of the pressure off of feeling like, oh my God, there's so many people who are better at this than me. And feeling like very frustrated with that. Um, but it's like everybody has their different perspectives. Sure. It's not like I'm not going to get hired because I'm not like like a genius at this. So, what does a genius at this look like? I mean, what is, would they even I be mean, going to the school if they were a genius? Like, I guess the idea of like, think of like uh, Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk, like those guys you yeah, consider Elon gen- Musk geniuses an, and well, they don't, they, they like dropped out of school. Yeah, like well, and it, Musk isn't a genius. He's very rich and he's a thief. So he might be genius at thieving and being rich. Yeah, well, being poor and, and rich. The, and most people delegate that stuff anyway. I mean, it's not like one person does everything. Yeah. Like, so Jobs didn't do all the code. Yeah, like there was yeah. oh, oh Wozniak is that the guy who did all the code yeah. and that guy doesn't even get like all the credit for it. At so. least he's still alive and benefiting from true. Good life and money. So. But yeah, so I guess like this idea. I don't know, like what, like what does a genius look like in this? I guess somebody who does it very well and is in innovating things, like writing new languages, new ways of doing this faster and better. Yeah, it's just interesting, like your your uh, the way you judge the work versus someone who doesn't know anything, like me, the person who doesn't know anything about it. So it's like, I think anyone's going to be looking at your worst work versus someone else's work and being like, this person's obviously not a genius at this. So let's just get the, <laughs> yeah. like, let's never hire them for Maybe. anything or like. Let's not use what they did. Yeah. And then uh, we had a, a, a talk with somebody who's already in the industry. like, um, And he said something really great that I liked in that when you're starting out, nobody's like, don't take yourself so seriously because you're like a junior developer. Like nobody's giving you like the codes to the, the, the NASA spaceships or anything. You know, like you're not doing the heavy lifting work. They're just hiring you as an investment to like train you to get better. Like all you have to do is get better. You don't have to, you know, be perfect right away mm-hmm. or ever. Yeah. So like there, what's the, the hierarchy of that? Like junior Mid. programmer is like, just like a base level employee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, a lot of people that I talk to who are junior developers like now. Apprentice, like, journeyman, master. Right? I, I don't know if they would like, uh, I think it's more like a junior, mid-level senior. Okay. Yeah. But that would be like a junior programmer would be like a journeyman apprentice because like you know enough to like get in. Yeah. And now you're these people who know the craft that are considered, you know, good at it, masters of it or whatever, are teaching you mm-hmm. more specifically how to, you know, re- refine and hone your skills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a good way to. Think Just like it. plumbers. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Actually, it might a lot be a lot like plumbers, where you know, like there's a lot of partnerships and mentoring that goes on. Mm-hmm. Where you know, I'll even working on the job, I'll hopefully be in a company where I'll be paired with like somebody who knows better and like learn from that person, and then just get better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting how it's all built on like 
your ability to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not like what you know. It's not memorizing. It's just like learning how to do the thing and then learning how to do more thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like a relief. I don't know. Like uh, I talked to my mentor and then and he was telling me that a lot of like – Nobody knows everything. Like, you know, even the senior developers, they have to like pick and choose the things. Like your brain is like finite with the memory that it can hold. So even like a senior wouldn't know everything about all languages. Like they would you pick your thing and you get good at it and then you like know when to ask for help. Yeah. Knowing and that's when... how you become a genius. Yeah, I guess just ask for help all the time, which is great. <laughs> which is hard, right? Like yeah, it's really hard yeah. to to accept that you don't know, to accept that you might never know, and then to ask for help. And then take that with like humility and move forward. So, shit. Yeah. Sounds like a life lesson right there. Yeah. It's very zen <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like a lot of like expect, like accepting your own. Yeah. Yeah. You know, failings. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, all knowledge is ultimately self knowledge, I think. So it's interesting that you can, you know, at least you're making the parallels. You know, you can see the, the application. Yeah. I, I really like this part of it that it's always, there's always something to learn. There's never going to be this like position where I stop having to learn things, you know, like it's always going to be the next thing. So just keep moving forward. I can be any kind of programmer that I want to be, which is something that I think is really cool. Like, What are the differences? Well, there's this idea like when I got into it that uh, that I was going into back end, which would be a lot of data manipulation basically. Um, and then I found working in like a tiny, like a smidgen of the front end stuff where I was like, oh, I really like this. Like maybe I should have done front end. Like maybe I would have been better at that or like, so maybe I made a mistake, but then it's just like my, like Turing, this journey that I'm in is very short. It's like less than a year, you know, but my career in this is going to be so long. Right, right. Like there's going to be yeah, so much you're just time. Starting. Yeah, like I have so much time to say, like, hey, like I want to. I'm a back ender, but I'm really into front end stuff. So I really want to take on JavaScript and and all that. So that's the thing that like that's my passion thing is that I I can data manipulate and I can also do this. Or like somebody who really likes um, the database stuff can go into SQL, which is like a language about just joining databases and working and manipulating it um, to get to get the data you want, uh, mm. which is really hard for me and I really hate it and I really struggle with it. Uh, and that's okay. Like there's other people that are good at that and they want to do it. So yeah, they do that. So. Right on. Yeah. It sounds like you're still excited about it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel more excited about it now. Like um, I think with mod two, what was really cool is getting to, to see all this coding and what it looks like on the page, like on a web page, and like what you're actually doing and like what all this like what all this data means, um, that was the most fun for me. So I really like putting like an app up on like Heroku, which is a like a place that you can launch apps to like be seen. And yeah, I like I like that part. So that might be something I get more into. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for you to design lefthandrightbrainpod.com, yeah, which we is where wanna... you should go to get all the podcasts <laughs> under the LHRB banner, like. Let's get drunk and talk about your wedding. Yeah. Most chupacabros. All the left hand right brains. And now you can get Help Me I'm Scared with Katie Bowman, mm -hmm. which is a horror film review podcast. Yeah. I did that one, which was fun. Yes. So Usually come out in a couple weeks. Huzzah. Yeah. Cool. Are there any other thoughts you want to? Oh, yeah. So you said that you were going to be done in February last time, but now you had to repeat. So mm -hmm. what, what, what are you 
Uh, when are you? Where's the ETA for? Uh, yeah, and your I think graduation here now. Yeah, and I think I was thinking of like so every mod is six weeks, so I was just like doing like oh like yeah yeah, but there's intermissions. We had a Christmas break, so and then with my repeat, which is an extra six weeks, and I might have to repeat the third one. We'll see moving forward, um, but depending, I should be done. I think in May, ish. Cool. Yeah. Which was a bummer because I was going to like, if I hadn't had to repeat, I would have like been done on my birthday, which was like, whoa, that would yeah, be that like. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I also would have been really bad at Ruby if that had happened. So yeah, if they let me through. So it's okay. Yeah, everything takes its own time and all that jazz. And yeah, yeah. I think. You're where you need to be, I guess. Yeah, I think it's really, it's like, I mean, I can't recommend the program highly enough because like, like for that feature for one, it's just getting that opportunity to to like take another whack at it. Like a lot of programs would be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So it's called touring. So if anyone wants to uh, check it out, they mm-hmm. can. Yeah. You can just uh, look it up online. They have a, a website, obviously. Um, yeah. They think they also have a uh, try, try coding weekends, um, which is like where you can take a, like you take a weekend and you like basically learn some very basic stuff to get started to see if you're interested if you were like me and you're very fresh into it so so check it out it's great any predictions for the end of graduation or for the end of the program like you think you're going to be a cyborg by the end or fully integrated into the matrix or i mean we're already probably in the matrix so (laughs) didn't we we say that last time i don't think so i think we talked about the singularity a little bit Mm -hmm. which is not it's different from the matrix right Yes. Yeah. Did you, we watched uh, the the new Matrix recently? Mm-hmm. Reloaded? No, rebooted. Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah. Did you understand it differently than I did? You think because <laughs> you know all this stuff about computers now? I always think it's so funny when people code in movies now, um, because like in movies when people code, it's always like the tap 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 tap, like they're like you know clicking click, 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 and like, like all the thing is like scrolling and it's moving so fast and it's just like oh like wow like a genius and then what really happens it's like click click click, fuck, you delete it and you click 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 and then you like Google something and you're like ah yes. And you click, click, click some more. So it's like that. It's, <laughs> it's very slow. It's very slow. It's a much more methodical process than like the... And there's a lot of going to Stack Overflow and like finding little snippets of code to be like, ah, that's my problem. I'm going to like, you know, try to plug that into my thing so I can get it to work. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, standing on the shoulders of the people who went before you. <laughs> Which is um, how the pyramids were built, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Uh, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm uh, being as supportive and helpful as I can be for you. I love you so much. Oh, and, I love uh, you so much. You're the best. Yeah, I'm excited to see where you're going with it. And, you know, I wish I could help more sometimes when it's frustrating, but I know I can't. But I mean, you, you know, built me a desk for this. I built a desk. But I don't. I go to work now, so I'm not uh, here just cooking all your meals anymore. Yeah, but you go shopping for us yeah, all most know, of the time. I'm doing, my, I'm doing my best to support you in the ways I can. You're so great. Thanks. Thank you're great. So much. <laughs> um, Good news is about you. Yeah, I don't know how people do this alone. Yeah, that'd be rough. Mm-hmm. Don't do it alone. Like, get, yeah, get a support system. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. All right, well, you got anything to plug? Anything you want people to check out? Or I mean, yeah, check out, uh, um, you know, all the podcasts that I'm on this one. This is great. Like, go back and listen to all my previous episodes, I guess. Uh, check back in and uh, what is it? Hopefully 12 weeks when I'm done. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Hire um, me if you uh, are a tech uh, person who is in that position to do so. <laughs> Give me a job someday in six weeks. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that works out with the, the getting the job. And, yeah. Because like the whole last module is kind of like geared towards getting you a uh, hired somewhere right yeah it's really you just build a, a this cap what they call the capstone project which is uh with with a mix back enders and front enders together and they build a, a thing um and then you try to you know get a job using that and like you do a lot of uh i think there's um like tech challenges which is like, like an interview thing with these kind of jobs where you have to do like little bits of programming to like show that you can <laughs> so like a stodge but for computers hmm. yeah interesting all right yeah uh check out left hand right brain pod.com everybody check out all the podcasts blah 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 i don't have any shows at the moment so i can't plug those yeah. uh thanks for listening i'll say we're kind of forever and be excellent to each other let the guests sign us off however they see fit mallory so. oh one zero zero one zero zero one zero with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.